0: listening to the Amateur Church podcast where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation. For the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you've been journeying with me as we've walked through the book of John the past two weeks. And today is our worship episode from John chapter 12 through 21. And you know, every week on our worship episode, I've got my partner in crime, or the Terrell Boger. Terrell, good to see you today. Good to see you. Man, uh, as we've walked through now two weeks of John, hasn't it just been fascinating?
1: It has been. I love the theology that's set up and John and just so many things that we see especially with we get to the end and the crucifixion, the resurrection, the empty tomb is glorious. Yes.
0: I mean, so so we've walked all you know the past two weeks through the 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 seven miracles that John includes, the seven I am statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this week I included seven events of the Passion Week. I mean, it's interesting that 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 John building this case of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. he takes half his gospel, what, what we what we've looked at this week from chapter twelve through twenty one, and spends. All of that on one week, oh, the very boy. last week of Jesus's earthly yes. ministry, uh, and and as I, as we've walked through this uh, this declaration of who Jesus is based on what He did for us, I mean, the music that we sing, the the words that we sing, um, how, how important are they as far as declaring the death barrel and the resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ?
1: I mean, for one, I, I think I don't know how many times I've said it so far this year that the words we sing, um, they build our theology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is very important that when we sing songs, that what we say can be backed up with Scripture. Um, A lot of songs out nowadays, they sound nice and they have good ideas. But when you look for them in the Bible, they're nowhere to be found. And I think it's important, especially when you look at John. John starts out right at the beginning, verse 1 of chapter 1. He starts building the case of God, and then Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And he just doesn't mince words. There is, like you said, he builds up a case of who Jesus Christ is. And so our songs that we sing really need to back that up and teach us that this is not just something that feels
0: good and something that man made, but yeah. this is something that's real. That, that's that's exactly right. You know, one of my favorite uh conversations in the book of John is between Jesus and Pilate oh yeah. and in John 19 you know Pilate declares or, or asks the question what is truth mm-hmm. and and you know thinking about this idea of relative truth in society people right. that people believe what what's true for you may not be true for me but but Jesus is the way the truth and the mm-hmm. life and and the songs that we sing um, they've got to be founded on truth right uh, how uh, In your experience, do you see more worship leaders leaning towards declaring truth or kind of just trying to touch on feelings or things of that such?
1: Mm, Not to sound, I guess, pompous or arrogant, but the ones I surround myself with are the ones that challenge me. We challenge each other that, hey, what are you singing? Have you looked at this? Or, hey, I I heard you're singing this song. Have you checked out so-and-so? And we challenge one another to be like making sure we're, you know, taking care of one another as we take care of our flocks. Yeah. But you hear, and I'll go to the radio or you go to YouTube, you see a lot of those, um, they do touch on feelings. They want to stir up the crowd and whip up the emotions. And I think I've heard you say this a lot that, That'll get you to the parking lot. <laughs> that,
0: that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, as we've walked through the book of John, you know, over the past couple of weeks, but especially this week, uh, you know, looking at the death, burial, resurrection, um, we see the responses of, of different people. We see, you know, the response of Peter, mm-hmm. he denies Jesus, <laughs> uh, you know, filled with arrogance, mm-hmm. of course, and the response of Judas. He he betrays him yeah. and, and ultimately dies because of that. Um, the response of Mary who anoints the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then and uh, you know, even reading the response of, of Thomas after the resurrection, Thomas says, I'm not gonna believe unless yeah. I, I put my you know, <laughs> hand in his hand and, 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 and his side. Um, you know, thinking about the different responses of people, how do you Evaluate the response of people in leading worship, because because again you got you got the skeptic, you've got yeah. the you've got the the doubting, you've got the fearful, you've got those who who are um, very emotional. You know, when you're yeah. leading worship, how do you know or how do you measure um, how people respond to God in singing? Oh, wow. Does that does that make sense?
1: It does. It? I just want to say first thing, I feel bad for Thomas. He gets such a bad rap. <laughs> Because let's be honest, so many of us would be Thomas. Oh, yeah. Oh, we would yeah. be like, no, that's not true. I want to see that first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when I look at it, people, one way to, um, I guess, to gauge the response is, you know, the people. When you do life um, with people, and that's one reason I think a lot of these, and I'll call them worship leaders now, kind of sell themselves short or miss out of not getting off the stage and doing life with people. Mm. Because like you said, people respond differently. And most people, they gauge the, I'll say the crowd, by if they raise their hands, if they're swaying, if they're singing out. But there's people that are quiet. Yeah. And, you know, there's people, I don't want to mention names, but I can see him right there on the Oregon side of our sanctuary. <laughs> he doesn't raise his hands, and I can tell he's singing, but I see it in his eyes yeah. that he's worshiping. And there's people like that that I can just, I know them, they're very stoic people, but I can tell from their eyes that they're worshiping with all their heart. Mm. And... That's one way you can tell. You, you got to do life with these people. When you lead people, you've got to know them. They've got to trust you, and yeah. they
0: don't trust you if you don't get off that stage and and do life with them. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that response. Um, uh, you know, worship involves past or leading worship involves pastoring. People, yes. So I, I like that, well, brother. You're leading us today in a uh, in a song that. Uh, h- how about you introduce a song yeah. for
1: us? And- this song, uh, when I think of John, and we talked about earlier the theology that was set up in the book of John, I think about the historical creeds. And this song, is the parenthetical title is The Creed, but it's called This I Believe, The Creed, and it just goes through naming what we believe. And I think, like we said earlier, in songs, it's important to um, make sure that we can back up. A lot of my songs, you can see on this one, has scripture references every couple of lines. So I can say... This is true because it says so in Acts or it says so in Romans or it says so in in Corinthians or 1 Thessalonians. That way I can show people, I don't want to make you liars because my job is to put the Word of God on the lips of God's people. So I don't want to waste my time by giving them fluff.
0: That's (laughs) right. Well, lead us through it, brother. Yes, sir.
2: our Savior I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit our God is three and one I believe in the resurrection Judge and our defender suffered and cruel. eternal I believe in the virgin birth I believe in the saints communion and in your hope Three and one. I believe in the resurrection.
0: Man, what a powerful anthem that we that we need to sing and declare. And uh, man, thank you so much for that great reminder, that great song. I believe. Uh, And so, as we close out this episode, we do want to pray that you believe in Jesus Christ and you declare that not only through the songs that you sing, but the life that you live. Well, it's time for our uh, resources of the week. Our hey, check this out moment, brother. What's your What's your resource of the week?
1: Well. One is probably one of the things I use most every week uh, when planning services. But Lifeway put out a hymnal, actually a supplemental hymnal called the Resource and Planning Edition. And I love it because there's so many different indices based on, you know, church life, uh, seasons of the church, parts of the service. Like if I'm looking for a good call to worship, Mm. Um, scripture references, because there's a lot of times um, when you give me the sermon... And I look at the scripture, I'm like, well, what what does scripture say? How do songs go with it? Um, it's got a tons of resources on how to plan services and how to find uh, different topics. And it's been really helpful, especially as we're going through Leviticus, mm, because mm. there's only about six or seven or so hymns that mention scripture from Leviticus. So it's been really <laughs> great when you... Talk about we're talking about the holiness of God this week. Well, I can go all right. Well, what are all the songs that talk about holy, mm. holiness? But the resource and planning edition of the Lifeway uh, Baptist hymnal is it's probably the thing I use the most each and every week. Good
0: deal, man. Thank you so much. Well, my resource of the week uh, with John being as I've described it and a, a really a, an apologetic book, a defense of the faith. John says, "Hey, I've written these things so that you may believe, and by believing, have eternal life." Uh, I went back, all the way back to when I was a youth, Uh, about 22 years ago, a book was placed in my hands uh, by Josh McDowell and Sean McDowell. Uh, It is the very first apologetic book Mm -hmm. I ever read, and it's called Beyond Belief to Conviction. And it's a thick book. I'm looking at right now. It's on my shelf. Uh, And uh, and it's uh, along with that, I remember being at Winter Extreme. Josh McDowell was preaching, and he was talking about apologetics and and, uh, defending the faith. And I didn't know what all that meant. But I do remember him saying, listen, God created us um, in order to have the heart of a child but not the mind of a child only. Uh, yeah. and, and what he meant by that was we need to grow in our understanding <laughs> of God. And so I I got that book that week, read it, and I've probably read that book three or four times in my ministry, uh, I'm, and uh, and it has served as a foundation for my apologetic uh, studies. So I encourage that as a resource uh, to, to read that book along with some other apologetic books, which I've already referenced in our resources, and uh, we'll probably do so before the end of the year. But any last words, brother? Just as it says in John, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that you've enjoyed uh, our uh, our week through John 12 through 21, and I look forward to jumping into the book of Acts next week. We love you. We are praying for you. Stakes in the ground.